sure you'll be in good shape since you're a pastor, and I'm guessing I'll come out as good as most people. The rest of our conversation was pleasant. He didn't change my views about God, and I didn't change his. We both hoped the economy would improve soon, and parted with a friendly farewell. Michelle, the young grad student I sat next to on my second flight, is an entirely different kind of atheist, a Christian atheist. Christian atheists are everywhere. They attend Catholic churches, Baptist churches, Pentecostal churches, non-denominational churches, and even churches where the pastor says, God, when he's preaching. They attend big seminaries, Big Ten universities, and every college in between. They are every age and race and occupation, and some even read their Bibles every day. Christian atheists look a lot like Christians, but they live a lot like Travis. Before our plane took off, Michelle struck up a conversation. Somewhat nervous about flying, she seemed eager to talk, as if that might make our flight pass more quickly. After describing her difficulties with balancing her checkbook and handling her divorced parents and her live-in boyfriend, who's scared to death of marriage, she asked me about my life. Creating a diversion from my I'm a pastor answer, I explain that I am married and have six children. Six kids? Don't you know what causes kids? She joked. After some more small talk, Michelle asked me what I do for a living. No longer able to dodge the inevitable, I answered, Well, as a matter of fact, I'm the pastor of a church. This revelation gave Michelle permission to unleash a stream of Christian words and stories, dropping the occasional, God told me, and God is good. She smiled softly as she described how she gave her life to Jesus at the age of 15 at a Christian youth camp. After praying sincerely, she was eager to get back to school to share her faith and live a life of purity and spiritual integrity. Michelle held on to her new belief in God, but soon slipped back into her old way of life. As if in a confessional, Michelle continued pouring out her life's darker details. She looked down as she admitted that she was doing things with her live-in boyfriend that she knew she shouldn't. She told me she wanted to go to church, but was simply too busy working and studying. She did pray many nights— mostly that her boyfriend would become a Christian like she was. If only he believed in Jesus, then he might want to marry me, she said, wiping her tears. At last, Michelle expressed one final confession. I know my life doesn't look like a Christian's life should look, but I do believe in God. Welcome to Christian atheism, where people believe in God, but live as if he doesn't exist. As much as I don't want to admit it, I see this kind of atheism in myself. People might assume that a pastor wouldn't struggle with any form of atheism, but I certainly do. Sadly, Christian atheism is everywhere. There has to be a better way to live. This book is for anyone courageous enough to admit their hypocrisy. I hope it pushes you, challenges you, and disturbs you. And if you're honest before God as I am trying to be. Perhaps together we can shed some of our hypocrisy and live a life that truly brings glory to Christ.
Introduction A Recovering Christian Atheist Hi, my name is Craig Rochelle, and I'm a Christian atheist. For as long as I can remember, I've believed in God, but I haven't always lived like He exists. Today, my Christian atheism isn't as large a problem as it once was, but I still struggle with it. Like a recovering alcoholic, careful never to take sobriety for granted, I have to take life one day at a time. You may think it's odd for a pastor to struggle with living like there is no God. However, in my corner of the world, Christian atheism is a fast-spreading spiritual pandemic which can poison, sicken, and even kill eternally. Yet, Christian atheism is extremely difficult to recognize, especially by those who are infected. My story illustrates the symptoms.